When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Dilly Ding Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner and joining me here today at the King Power Stadium on press conference day, James the Sharp End Sharp. Hello James. Hello Robert. Uh, before we kick off with all the news from today's press conference, little quick message about free beer. If you can get eight cans of beer free of charge, only have to pay uh, the postage from beer52.com. Go to their website beer52.com and use the tagline Leicester to register and you get your free beer Enjoy. Now, James, um, let's start with some team news from the presser today. Uh, some good news and some bad news. Let's start. Let's get the bad news out of the way. There's a couple of uh, doubts for the trip to Huddersfield Town yeah. on Saturday. Who's who could be out? Yeah, get the bad news out of the way first. Uh, they do sound quite troublesome, actually. So, Matty James is a doubt with an Achilles injury. Uh, Shakespeare said that he'd come off at the end of the Chelsea game and immediately said that he was feeling a bit of pain in his Achilles so he hasn't trained this week and he is uh, going to be assessed on Friday uh, before the game on Saturday concerning of course because it's Matty James and everyone knows Matty James's injury record um, and the hope is that this isn't going to be a long-term injury so he it looks like he's going to be out the other one is Christian Fuchs in what was described by Craig Shakespeare as a nasty freak accident with a pole in training. Now, lots of jokes made about Martin Vasilevsky and him coming back. <laughs> From what we gather, it's one of those training poles where they run through. One of the things that, uh, if people remember the picture of Jamie Vardy throwing javelins with poles in training, one of those ones, um, and it just it just flicked him and hit him in the eye. But a concerning one, because you look at other sports, like Mark Boucher, who had to retire from cricket for me, hit in the eye with a bale. Um, and these kind of things, eye injuries can be quite dangerous. But thankfully, Shakespeare said that he's seeing a specialist on Thursday afternoon, and the hope is that it's not going to be as bad as what it first looked like. It did look quite nasty, apparently. Um, you got to be yeah. careful with that. I mean, I know, yeah. I, I detached a retina by chopping an onion. Uh, so that, that is, that's how delicate it can be. So you don't take any risks. I want to know more about that story from me. Yeah, honest. yeah. Uh, Matty James, we saw. I saw him in the mix zone after the game in Chelsea. And he was limping, but he didn't seem too concerned. But with, when it comes to Matty, there's always concern when he's got a niggle, isn't there? Because he's had such terrible, terrible look. You got to feel for him again. Just established himself back in the first team and uh, picking up an, an Achilles. Just when he's getting himself going and getting back in uh, back on track. Yeah, no. Like I said before. Matty's one of the one of the loveliest, um, most honest players um, there is, and it was always difficult to see him in those two years out. Um, and now he's coming back and has looked pretty solid. And you say establishing himself in the side. The last thing he wants is another niggling injury that's going to keep him out potentially for one, two, three games. And especially when Leicester's midfield options aren't the strongest, especially with with the um, Mendy going out on loan and also the continuing saga of Adrian Silva. Yeah, I mean, let's um, let's talk about the, some good news, though, because we talk about yes. midfield options with Matty James being a doubt for Huddersfield and Danny Drinkwater and Mendy of out the club. 
But just in the nick of time, over the horizon comes the cavalry. It's Vicente Abora. Yes, indeed. Uh, he is good to go, it sounds like. He played. He was one of a, f- a few first-teamers who played on Monday in that under-23s game against West Ham. Vicente Abora played 90 minutes. Robert Hoos played 90 minutes. And Kletcher Iheanacho played 80 minutes. Iheanacho and Abora both scored. If we can focus on Abora for, for a moment, he looked composed to look like one of those players who has a bit more time on the ball than other players. Yeah, he's playing against kids. Most of them are about a foot smaller than him. But in the first half, played deeper. And then in the second, he started the move that led to Ian Acho's goal. In the second half, moved a little bit further forward. We'd heard from people in Seville that he can play that number 10 role. In that second half, he moved a little bit further forward. And while didn't have the kind of bustling energy of, of Shinji... Uh, looked like he could pick a pass and link play really well. So the return of Ebora is excellent news on its own, but especially now that Matty James looks like he's picked up an he's, injury. And he's got so much experience, hasn't he? We, we, and when we were watching the game because it was a live stream on Monday night, and uh, he had a big influence on some of the youngsters around him, particularly uh, Hamza Chowdhury, didn't we? So if he can do that with Wolf and the Diddy, mm. you know, another youngster just making his way in the game, then uh, that'd be crucial as well. It's not just his contribution with the boys. His experience that he can spread throughout the team. Yeah, definitely. And uh, looking at the, the club, spoke to Steve Beaglehall after the game, the development squad coach, and he, he he mentioned the point that it was great having Ebora in that Vinny, he called him in mm-hmm. that um, in that squad because he's great with the with the younger players. And even though he's a first teamer, like you say, indeed he is still in twenty years old, so he's still got loads of learning to do. And to have a player like Ebora of that experience, not only at club level but also internationally and. and uh, I mean, uh, Champions League football. He's got loads of experience there, and if he can impart that onto Wilfred and Didi, then, then that is a real bonus. And Kelechi and Nacho, we've mm. all been waiting to see Kelechi. We've seen uh, 20 minutes of two substitute appearances. Yes. 20 minutes we've seen of him in the first team so far. I, I went down the training ground this morning and had a sit down with him. He's an interesting character. Um, he's raring to go. He's told me he's, he wants to start. Shakespeare says, as long as he, can, he passes the conditioning test. You know he could be uh, in contention for Huddersfield, and uh, but he's got to be mindful of the last twenty minutes, whether he can last ninety minutes at the moment. But uh, what did you think of uh, his performance on Monday night? Yeah, like I said, when he came off after eighty minutes, and he looked like he was blowing. He looked like he had put in a real shift, and it looked as though he was tired. But up until then, he was one of the best players on the pitch. He had a wonderful first touch, uh, looked sharp. His movement looked really good. Capped it off with it with a fine finish. So he looks, he looks fresh, he looks confident. Obviously you spoke to him today, he came across as a confident lad. Well he did, because when I asked him, are you back to full speed after your toe injury? He went, didn't you see me play on Monday? Didn't you see me? Well yes, we so, did see you, Kletch, and he yeah. did look pretty good. So hopefully, if you do come in, then you can offer Shakespeare and maybe take a little bit of the pressure off Jamie Vardy a little bit, because a lot of, a lot of Leicester's goal-scoring pre- um, prowess is always on Vardy. He's the main man to score the goals. Maybe Inacio, who boasts a fantastic goal record, hopefully might be able to kind of ease the burden a little bit. How they played together, though, how they fit together is a different question. They played together in the uh, that game against Borussia Mönchengladbach in pre-season, and Inacio set Vardy up before he went off injured. So the signs there are good. How he fits into the formation? Does he drop deeper? Does he play alongside him? Does he play the Shinji role? They're all questions that Shakespeare needs to answer. But he is another player who is back to fitness and hopefully we can see a bit more of. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Robert Huth as well uh, is back, uh, played the full 90 minutes. He's right now. Yeah. Well, what's he do? Does he go? I know he's thought about three centre-backs and wing-backs and 
different uh, types of formations for different opposition, but that certainly gives him an op- um, the option there. But there was also uh, the news about Alexander Dragovic. He's nearly fit, not yeah, quite a bit, behind, a bit so. behind, but could be in contention for Liverpool on Tuesday night. So that adds to the options once again with four centre backs now uh, up for consideration. Yeah, I mean, we we said we said at the start of this week that we felt a bit sorry for Shakespeare because he, his options seemed a little bit threadbare. In the, in the course of a few days in one and twenty threes game and, and a press conference, he's gone from having few options to looking like over the next week or so, a couple of weeks, forgetting the, the, the injuries to Fuchs and, and James for a minute, he's got a lot more options on. And Dragovic is another one signed on, on loan from Bayer Leverkusen. Comes with a, with a decent pedigree. You wouldn't imagine he's been signed on loan not to perform much. Uh, so hopefully we should see him in the Carabao Cup game on Tuesday. Another option. I mean, the decision for Shakespeare now, though, is that this is the first time he's had all three main centre backs fit. You know, Maguire's come in and done fantastically, but he's not really had a decision. Shakespeare's not had a decision to make because Hooth's not been fit and he's just been Morgan to go with him. Now he's got to pick between Maguire, who you would say is Leicester's first choice defender, and the two established centre halves, your captain, or Robert Hooth, who's been so crucial. I think it'll probably be Morgan and Maguire that stay there and uh, who will have to be on the bench. But great options, but also big decisions. Well, older players as well, though, they need to be playing. Otherwise, yeah. it's harder for them to maintain that level of fitness that they need, that sharpness. Uh, so it is a bit of a conundrum for uh, Shakespeare, but that's what he's paid to do. That's what a manager. That's, why he the big bucks, yeah, isn't it? that's what a manager's uh, job is all about, making those big calls. And uh, well, Let's talk about the, the other hot topic at the moment Adrian Silva. <laughs> yeah. um, he was asked again straight away about Silver's situation. Was there any updates? And there isn't really. Uh, but except for he said he hoped to hear some news in the next twenty-four to forty-eight hours. Uh, but it's still a shrouded in mystery. This one, isn't it? Yeah, it's still dragging on. I mean, I know you you spoke you spoke to the FA earlier this week. Who they they're still waiting to hear from Leicester City um, regarding their appeal. And as so, we've been told, we've confirmed that they're still. Decide, they're still planning their angle of attack when it comes to the appeal. So it's, it's the appeal, in the process, yeah, isn't the, it? In the process is the phrase that we keep hearing. But that but that means that the appeal has not yet been lodged with FIFA or the FA. So they're still planning their appeal. Then they've got to make the appeal, and then you've got that process to go through. So while it's still all very cloudy, and, and Shakespeare himself is, is admitting that he he doesn't really know much about it. He's leaving it with the lawyers. He just wants to. The, he wants the bloke to be able to play for Leicester it still looks like it could be a time consuming one because there's still processes to go through so we, we're really no clear as to when or if he will even become a Leicester player or be on the pitch um, but like Shakespeare did say that he was hoping to hear news about about the appeal itself in the next day or so yeah just for those who um, <laughs> if you don't know anything about Adrian Silva's situation and you're visiting in the cave for yeah, the you're visiting Dilly, Ding, Dilly Dong for the first time uh, Adrian Silva £22 million signing from Sport in Lisbon midfield player signed on deadline day night right on the deadline in fact uh, the FA and FIFA say that um, Leicester City's paperwork went through the computer system 14 seconds too late and as such FIFA have uh, withheld his registration we understand the transfer has gone through but the registration is the stumbling block now and they're trying to get FIFA to overturn their ruling that uh, he can't be registered until January we effectively would rule him out of action for f- for four months and uh, he's not even allowed to train no, with said, the squad. He said that he, he Shakespeare confirmed that he's 
been training with the club's sports science staff in terms of keeping ticking over and that kind of thing. But when it comes to kicking balls and, and training with the actual squad itself and his, his potentially future teammates, that's still a no-go. Yeah, so uh, we're still waiting on Adrian Silver. He is in Leicester. He is down the training ground, but he's not allowed to train with the squad and he's certainly not allowed to play. Now, I spoke to FIFA and FIFA are very non-committal. They just keep referring to a statement that they issued last week which says they've um, reminded the FA of their regulations. And the FA want to champion this on Leicester City's behalf, similar to how um, the Scottish FA and the Scottish Premier League did uh, with Celtic when the John Guidetti uh, loan switch from Man City. There was similar sort of circumstances, but they managed to get that overturned. The FA want to uh, find a solution for Leicester City and are willing to help them. So as soon as that uh, appeal goes in, uh, I think the FA will champion that and lead that with FIFA because FIFA will just deal with the FA. They won't deal with Leicester City. They'll deal with their affiliated um, yeah. organisations, not not the, the, so much the clubs. So we'll wait and see what happens on the Adrian Silver and hopefully that will be rectified soon and we'll be doing discussing that in a bit more depth and then in the future dilly ding dilly dong when we've actually got some positive news about that one uh, other news Damari Gray he was asked again about Damari Gray's contract situation pretty similar to what he said last time isn't it yeah he's getting, he said it's getting closer he said it's been going, being ongoing for a while even before the deadline the end of the deadline end of the transfer window where Leicester rejected a £25 million bid from Bournemouth Shakespeare's saying that the negotiations have been going on way before that and he's a player that they want at the club. And despite all the constant noises that seem to come out about Gray being frustrated with his game time, wanting to start more, it looks like the contract is, is on its way to being sorted. And Shakespeare said, once that is done, it's nice to put that to bed and then Damari Gray can move on with his career and knuckle down and get on with trying to force his way into the Leicester team. Hopefully a new contract will help him to settle down, but I have to say, at the moment, he's only 21. Um, he wants more regular first-team starts, but would you have him in ahead of Riyad Mahrez and Mark Brighton on a regular basis at the moment? Mark Brighton's one of the most consistent performers uh, City have got. Mahrez is a bit in and out in games, but we know when he's on it, he's a match winner. So where does Damari fit in? Uh, I can just see more frustration for him, really. Yeah, I mean, if he's looking for starts... Then he's going to be frustrated. I think if I if if, if I were Shakespeare, I I would not want I I would rather start with Mares and Albrighton at the minute. Um, Gray when he comes on shows flashes of what he can do. You see for the twenty ones, he he scores goals, he cuts inside, and Benzman for top corner looks great on the highlights reel. But when I, when Gray's had his chance, there's been times where. His end product has, has failed to deliver. There's been a couple of times this season, the ones that stick out the most to fans are in the defeat at Man United, where he had the ball in great position, had Mares out there to play it to him in a better position. The one time he left it too long and overhit the path, the second time he chose to shoot from range instead. If Gray wants to start regularly and nail down that spot in the, in the Leicester team, that's the area that he needs to improve. Shakespeare needs to be able to trust him to make the right decisions in the right areas to give the team the best chance of scoring goals and winning games. And at the minute, while he does potentially does that in flashes, I don't think he he still needs to mature a little bit more. I know that, I know there's a question of how does he mature if he's not getting the games, and that's a different question to have. But at the minute, Mares, while he, he can be in and out, he can still do he can still win games in in a flash. And Mark Albrighton 
is, as you say, is so consistent, and I, I would have him ahead of him. Yeah, it is a catch twenty two, isn't it? I mean, you know, how does he get the experience to yeah. to, to get that end product? But it's only through playing, but. You know, it's a results business. Managers, as we've seen this week, will lose their job on the back of yeah. spaces of four games. Yeah, it seems so. Um, you know, he can't afford to take too many gambles. But you want what to see youngsters you coming do? through. What are you doing with him? At the moment, I, I still would only use him as impact. Yes, yeah, uh, and uh, bring him off the last thirty minutes or so, and uh, really start running at defences that are tiring. And that's when he uses his pace and his trickery. Um, Amarez, obviously, we saw last week. The effort was there, but the performance wasn't. Last week, we all wondered how he was going to respond to the transfer window shutting and him not getting his desired move away. Um, but obviously, he's a, he's a good option. Demar is a good option to have to bring on for, for Mares if Mares is not performing on that uh, on that stage. And we'll have to see long term what Mares' situation is. But Demar is the future Leicester City. We we know that. We yeah. ultimately Mares is going to leave. We you know yeah, somebody, some somebody will, will pay whatever for him in the end. But um, Demar is the future, and that's why they want to get him on the contract. And get him uh, get him settled and get his head down, and he needs to just start concentrating on his football, yeah. now and not anything else that's going on, and just um, get his head down and learn. Because I think he's going to be a, a phenomenal player if he can add that final uh, yeah. pass and shot. I think he'll be an excellent player for Leicester. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like we've said, he, he shows it in flashes. He shows it in flashes that he has got a little bit of that that Riyad about him, the, the ability to to take the ball away from defenders and, and conjure up bits of skill and bits of magic. He just needs to do that on a more consistent basis um, and mature a little bit, really, in, ter- in terms of his game and in terms of his, in, in terms of his experience. But, like you say, Mahrez at some point will leave the club and Damari Gray is the natural is the natural successor to Riyadh. It's just a case of when that is, as opposed to, um, as opposed to if. Gray, as you, as you wrote earlier this week, he just needs to be patient. Mm. And I think if he is patient then he's got a great future ahead of him. And the club got to be patient with him as well because youngsters, you know, they, they're learning and you've got to stick with them at times. Um, let's talk about the game on Saturday, Huddersfield. Now, it's been a ridiculously tough start, hasn't it? Let's be honest. Arsenal away, Man United away, Chelsea the champions at home. Yeah. So in the middle of that was a very convincing win over Brighton. Now, Huddersfield away. They've made a good start to life in the Premier League, although they got beat at West Ham. Uh, on Monday night, so they've made a really solid start. To uh, I think this is going to be a tough one for Leicester City. And I think we're going to be able to know a bit more about Leicester City after this game than we mm-hmm. did before, because you know we, although they won the title two years ago, you know everybody else is the, the top, the big boys have raised their game. Now they're playing a side that's just come up who have got a little, a bit of Leicester City about them. You know that camaraderie, yeah. that team spirit, that work rate. It's going to be a stern test. Yeah, it is, and we've seen with Leicester the way Leicester play in their swashbuckling, counter-attacking approach. That works wonderfully against teams who come on to Leicester and try and attack Leicester. As you saw, we saw last season that Man City game sticks out as when Pep sent his side out to attack Leicester and he got, they got blown away. One of Leicester always struggle is those teams that keep it compact at the back and. Are difficult to break down. Leicester always find it difficult to to pick the locks as opposed to ram the door down. Huddersfield have kept three clean sheets already this season. They're a team that are they're they're, they're tough. They're compact. They'll be difficult. I thought it was interesting. Shakespeare said in his press conference that, that this week they've been working on their attacking and trying to break down defenses that sit deep. So Shakespeare knows that that's going to be the test. And I think what Leicester will need to show this weekend is can they win games another way? Can they find another way to win games as opposed to 
hitting teams on their counter-attacks. I think they will have to do that. Um, but like you say, very tough games. Huddersfield have shown a lot, a lot of a lot of grit about them. Yeah, and and the return of well, return the the fitness of Iheanacho and Abora certainly gives them options to have a different way of yeah. un- unlocking that defence. So it'll be a fascinating uh, game to watch on Saturday. Looking forward to that. Check back on the Mercury website and on our Facebook page uh, for all the build-up to the big game. And James will be doing a live blog. Uh, from the John Smith Stadium on no Mark will be doing it on Saturday Um, so uh, follow us on the Mercury website and don't forget your free beer at beer52.com just use the tagline Leicester to register to get your free, free beer and thank you very much for checking back and join us again next time